Welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast, recording this in the media tunnel leading out to the first fairway and the 10th fairway here at the Inverness Club at the Solheim Club. Solly here, Big Randy here to my left. Hello, Big Randy. Hey, Solly. Absolutely chuffed to be here. What a day. If I was any better, the Toledo police would haul me away. DJ Pie is here. Hello, Mr. Pie. Greetings. Greetings from my first Solheim Cup experience. What an absolute thrill that was today. Had a blast. Can't wait to talk about it. It was an absolute treat. We got uh, Europe's up five and a half, two and a half, sure. right off the bat. But Solly, is that the story we of the day? We got controversy. <laughs> Boy, do we. We got controversy. It wouldn't be a Solheim Cup without a little bit of controversy. Best possible thing that probably could have happened today. I think that's exactly right. Big, you and I were out there. We are doing some investigative oh. journalism. We're, we're beating the bushes. We're pounding the pavement out there. We find ourselves in the middle of this scrum. Players are getting a little testy. They're kind of getting a little hot with the rules officials. They're getting a little hot with each other. I mean, Randy, I thought you were going to have to do some crowd control out there. I was willing to. I was willing to. Uh, I would, your big J journalism instincts kicked in. Inserted yourself into the Just story. That's what we're looking for. Getting we exclusive quotes. Randy yep. almost got hit by a ball by Brittany Altamari today. Did I? Randy yeah. said, and I quote, I'm going to sue her for all she's <laughs> worth. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's explain break, the situation. Let's break it down. You want, me break to, it down. you want me to break it down? I do. So here's what happened. So we're on the uh, we're on the 13th hole, uh, par five here at the Inverness Club, the beautiful Inverness Club. What a, well, what a great golf say. course! Got you know the real winner today. Must was be putting something City in the water. Uh, and the great Nelly Corda, world number one, has a putt for eagle as she often does. Uh, she hits a great putt. It, I was going to say it, it hung on the lip, but that's loaded language. That's, uh, <laughs> that's leaving the witness. Let's not quite get there yet. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. And, uh, we might have some interruptions to this podcast, totally. by the way. We're, we're we are doing this media, live. This is take two, actually. Hanging in the media tunnel, the entire American team walking our way. We're hoping they're going the other way. But, <laughs> or if they come through, that'd be sweet. Uh, anyways, Nelly hits a great putt. Uh, the, the ball is very close to the lip we'll say i'll let of course the, the powers that be be the judge on whether it was overhanging or not brass tacks didn't go in right and i think wasn't going to go was in. not going to go in i think that's the can... one definitive thing we yeah. can say is i don't think there's any person out there I, twitter is the take the place for all of the takes right the only one i didn't see today was yeah that ball was going to go <laughs> in <laughs> so. as our good friend Vern, uh shout car, out Vern, the car driver for team europe said a, a, a great a gusty day on truly that thing's not even going in <laughs> So, anyway, so what happens? So she's playing uh, Madeline Sagstrom and Matil or, uh, uh, Nana Kurtz Madsen. I, I think we can say definitively we, we won't try to pretend to be impartial against against Madeline. We're I say are we, are we biased towards Madeline or biased towards the American team? I don't, who could say? You could accuse us of anything it's, you want it, to. It's but. a true. It's a Joe Buck situation <laughs> yeah. at, at this point. Who am I biased towards? Uh, I hate your team. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so. Madeline waits about seven seconds. Uh, Nellie's obviously just not even looking at the hole, if I may say. She's kind of down in her squat position. It was such just, a close putt. Yeah. She reacted, you know, fell to her knees as, as it was evident the ball wasn't going to go in. Uh, so Madeline, as the sleuths on Twitter have said, 
about seven seconds after the putt stops, scoops it up, tosses it back to, uh, you know, hey, that's good, great birdie. And now let's let's try to make Nana's eagle putt here. Nana or Nana? Nana, I think. Nana. Yeah. I regret the error. I, formal apologies, Nana. You apologize for that? I apologize yeah. for that. Not for the reporting. I don't apologize for the reporting. I apologize for that. Uh, Madeline scoops the putt. As the cat should have done at the 2019 Masters, of course. <laughs> Maybe it was an homage to the cat. <laughs> Throws it. Throws it back to Nelly. Uh, great birdie. Nana goes on. Also two putts for birdie. We're moving on, but not so fast. Rules officials stop. Whoa. And now we're having a conversation with uh, Madeline and Katrina Matthew with the on-site uh, rules official, Missy Jones. Uh, and they're discussing, you know, at Madeline, by the letter of the law here, what actually happened was... That ball was deemed to be overhanging the hole. True football shit. The ball broke the plane. Like pylon cam. Exactly. I think they had to go to pylon cam. Exactly. That that ball has broken the plane. It was deemed to be overhanging since you did not allow your competitor both to get to the ball and then an additional 10 seconds once they've gotten to the ball. That putt has to, by the letter of the law, be deemed to be hold. That's an eagle for Team USA to your birdie. Team USA goes one up. Randy, I see you raising your hand. You clearly have a question. Yeah, yeah. I'm following you so far. I got one question for you, Mr. DJ. Sure. How did this possible infraction come to be? Was this a player that reported it? Was this an so outside this is, observer? Was this, this is the where, rules official? Randy, first of all, great question. And also, thanks for everything you do for the game. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> Sully, I think you, you pointed this out earlier. I think the important thing in a situation like this is to get your takes off get on Twitter. Get your take <laughs> as fast as possible and as hard as possible. Before the find, facts come out. Before the facts come out, find somebody to blame and, like, Make your case and stick to it, and like have six like follow-ups to it. Yes. Like even when you've been proven wrong, like just keep like keep going and keep reaching. Keep yeah. find a new theory that just you know always makes it make sure it ties back to your original thought. Though. Well, so clearly you know you're following this from afar. You were following another match. You're following on Twitter. What were some of those? What were some of those takes? Um, well, so first of all, from my perspective, right, I'm out there I'm walking around and I see the clip on the video board, right, mm. and I see the putt happen, and I don't have any audio. I see it go to the lip, and I'm like, oh, my God, how does it stop there? And I saw Madeline go pick the ball up. My immediate reaction was like, oh, you can't do that. Oh, my God, you cannot do that. Yeah. Like that, that was, so that was my immediate reaction. So whether or not I was overhanging the lip, whatever, just a, a rule to keep in mind for this, like a general, gen, like a, not an actual rule, but a good rule of thumb, don't pick up your opponent's ball in match play. Yeah. Don't touch your opponent's ball. Just don't do it. Only like, bad things can happen. Tell them it's good. Like whatever you can make it look like you're being kind of a jerk by not picking the ball. What just don't touch it. Like and and if we were like I know a lot of emotions were riding high and I think Madeline like in, like a week from now will sit there and say like I just shouldn't have touched the ball. Like I just shouldn't have. She can probably disagree with the ruling and apparently she does and I I can understand from her standpoint her disagreeing with the rules official saying it you know that it was overhanging the lip. She had the best view of it. She. She probably very like, came to the same conclusion we all would have come to, which is that's not going in. I can pick it up, yeah. but technically, was it at least part of that ball overhanging part of the lip? From Twitter and from the video, I think it's too close to call. You cannot say definitively either way. So that would err on the side of like, don't touch your opponent's ball. So I think if we're getting into hostile take territory and we're really sussing out, I mean, I think once the takes start flying, it's immediate. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> Who are the villains? Who are the heroes? Oh, right? and you have to establish what is the spirit of international competition because I believe that's important. <laughs> no, well said. And, and so I think a lot of people immediately wanted to turn to Nelly, saying like, "You must have called in this rules official." We kind of heard some scuttlebutt on both sides. Big, you were out there working the teams. You're, you're working. You're I was working cultivating your... sources. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, there was some. 
scuttle maybe it originated from an observer of the match uh but you you went and asked I asked the Missy, rules official a, herself. A great rules official, uh, someone we've met at a number of tournaments. Super, super nice. Did you call her Miss Missy? I said Missy. Oh, just you know, straight Missy. Just straight They're Missy. On first name basis. I said, hey, let me just ask you a question. This is a approximate transcript of our conversation. Uh, I said, in a situation like that, what what happens? Does a player instigate that, or do you guys step up and say something? More on that in a second. She said, what happened was, I I'm here to basically point out anything that might be a rules infraction. That's the point of having a walking official with a group. She said, I saw it. I radioed it into their main, they must have a kind of rules compound. She said they were already on it. They already had seen the same exact thing. They were already working on it. And so at that point, like I just kind of am relaying what they're telling me from, from the air and from the camera. And so it sounded like it was pretty open and shut case. So and it's kind of even out of her hands then. Yes. It, it sounds like it went to central command. So it's what, the rule. It's in the rules hands, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not, even, not the official. It's in the rules. It's all in the game, right? But, but the judgment comes in is is if that ball's over hanging because there was judgment in yes. this yeah. in this situation. And by all the cameras that they had, this is where it gets tough and where I do sympathize with both Madeline and Katrina Matthew. And we were watching them all like, all right, cool. We're not hitting a tee shot until we can see proof that this ball was overhanging. And all they can do is like, look at someone's like zoomed in cell phone shot. And so like, from there, it's really hard to be like, yeah. it's really hard to not be like, yo, this is bullshit. What are you talking about? And especially, and I will stick up for the American team. Like they weren't necessarily uh, like, you hey, did this, everybody you did stop. Like yeah. this is like, they weren't extinguishing the fire, but they also weren't like pouring gas on the fire. Right. Like this didn't, inst it didn't buy, Randy, by my reporting, this didn't start with the U.S. team, and they didn't encourage it. And what I will say, we were also standing very close to, I don't know, a, a pretty, like, not a media conversation, but, like, stand, watching Nelly come off the golf course, talking to Pat Hurst, like, their first conversation was basically, like, like what was I supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to do? And even I heard Pat say, like, so there's no way we can, like, give back that ruling, right? Or there's no way we can overturn this or doesn't matter what we say like there's nothing we can do like Nelly looked like truly like gutted for that to happen so yeah I don't I don't know much about Nelly I don't know her like personally or anything but she looked the, the, I just want to get out in front of the idea that like this was the U.S. being shifty or shady or like doing something yep. weird and trying to like pull one over because that was very they were visibly like not into it after the round if we're getting out in front of bad takes or rush takes can we do, just do the worst one of them all <laughs> please the, the absolute worst one of them all well they could have conceded the next hole to make For it sure. even, easy even totally. on them and give it back to them that excuse I, me mr I, official uh i know you didn't call pass interference back there but uh i probably had pass interference so go ahead and give them the first down uh yeah, exactly. because you know you know, I, I, I interfered on that pass. And what, what also is tough is, like, <laughs> especially at that stage of the match, I, it's tough. To I do get the, like, come on, just use common sense. I get that end of it. But, like, I don't want to sound like a, you know, it's fun to be that guy. I'm, I'm in on being that guy a lot of the time. But just, like, dude, you have to have black and white rules. The game that. is the game. <laughs> like, imagine, imagine if the rules were just, like, like, imagine how much everybody hates rules officials now, and all they do is interpret what's yeah. already written down. Imagine if the ruling was truly just, like, well, we're going to confer, and then we'll just kind of give you, like, our gut, our gut feeling on yeah. what we think. Like, you think that would be a less confusing system? <laughs> like, fuck that. What are you talking about? <laughs> so it, it's, 
it's just a shitty situation. It sucks. It sucks all for around. Madeline. I think it kind of sucks much t- to a much lesser extent for the American team, but because they won a match in a Solheim Cup and they there was no joy on their face at yes, the end. Like exactly. it, it like it just was kind of like God. And it it, it felt ling- like she was like it was weighing on her. Right. It lingered over the like we we're following them. That was kind of right when we picked them back up. We followed them for probably the first seven or eight holes. And then we picked him right back up on 13. Yeah. After, of course, getting a little lunch. You know, the boys got to eat. No, that was our cake. That was our <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, but there was kind of a pall over the group after there that was. happened. Like, no no chatter, yeah. no energy. It got it, frosty. Yeah, it was it was real frosty. Comments from Madeline Sagstrom officially. I don't know if this was on TV or what, but uh, uh, I don't know what the question was, but it says, no, I felt like it was awkward. From my point of view, it was awkward. Yeah, we had a cozy match before 14. I believe she thinks she means 13, but... We come in and got a little, got in that little argument with Nelly on that tee box. It was on 14 okay. Because she obviously knew it was not going to go in, but the rules are rules, so that's what she wants to follow. Yeah, it was a little awkward afterwards. Which, maybe in the moment it's different, but based on kind of hearing the conversation with the rules official after, it's not like the U.S. could have been like, no, 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 like, don't enforce this rule. Yeah. Like, that's just not how it works. It's not how it works. Sure. So. And, like, you don't... It's not equal to go give up a, the next hole, right? That you right. might go win. Like, there's five yeah. holes left in the match at that point. Like, you're not conceding a hole back totally. to make it even. Like, there's that's not the – a rule was broken, yeah. right? It was deemed that a rule was broken. Like, does it look shitty? Like, almost all of these rule situations in some way are going to end up, like, looking pretty murky, yeah. right? And But if, like, we can agree on – like, yeah, you can debate whether it was overhanging. And I, if you are – committed to it not overhanging i just like don't believe you like i don't yeah. you don't have high def camera to that extent you don't have a pylon cam you don't have a chip in the ball to know if it was but like if it's in doubt then you probably have to let it sit there right yeah even then like what if it would have rolled a little bit further so that it was overhanging or hadn't hadn't come to rest like yeah. it just don't touch your opponent's ball I, I also, and i think it I, sucks i think that's true i think like two things are true i think yes. madeline absolutely obviously in retrospect should not have touched her ball I also think, like, I, I just, I can't fault her almost, though, because I'm positive in her mind it was like... It's not going in. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think she would have picked it up if she saw it overhanging, you know? Right, like, totally. We, yeah. We've all played enough golf where, like, you can see where a ball's like, oh, Ooh, is it going yeah. in? Yeah. You know? And I, I don't know. I, I, That's what's tough for me is, like, I just default to her. She had the best view. She's the one that was in the middle of it. And she, I've never seen her that worked up in the yeah. moment, yeah. like... No, that ball, like, you know, she she was she was pretty hot with the rules official. Like, yeah. No, that ball was not going in. It was not hanging. Which, she was, yeah, in know, tears on Sky, after, in Sky interview. I, but I think that's what's interesting is, like, they can go to TV and overrule, like, you know. The, the only thing that makes golf interesting is, like, it's a gentleman's, gentlewoman's game, you know. And it's, like, at what point do you, like, trust the player and the yeah. intent you know I, I think there I think there's an interesting discussion there but yeah yeah it, it's just yeah it, I, I honestly don't like it, it's a shitty situation but like I don't fault the rules official I don't think like no I think they applied the rule it's yeah. just one of those things it's, it's like, like everybody can wipe their hands totally up. It, yeah. it's but nobody feels good about it exactly yes. that's exactly that's right. well said, well said. And, and I think like from you know the the Europe perspective I mean we talked to a bunch of people in and around the team with Europe, and of course nobody 
<laughs> I think if any of them were sitting here, they would feel very differently. Uh, but also, like, there's something to be said. This is going to be very sports talk radio-y, but, like, there's something to be said for just having the chip, like, going oh, into tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm, I'm with Ira and the douche right now. If, we're going to sports talk radio if, this. If they go into tonight just being like, that's bullshit, and yeah. they, they stole one from us, that's so much different than just, like, oh, they almost got one, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. We, like, it just it adds a, a ton of fuel that was, like, not there before that happened. And Which, and Matt had the comment afterwards, like saying something along the lines of like, I, I don't know, kind of feel, I feel like I let my team down. Yeah. And like, God, that's like, was not the story of the no. day. Like it's a shitty situation, but she also played awesome yeah. for the most part. That was the other thing. The whole, every part that I saw. She sat out uh, the morning session, the foursome session, and then came out in four ball. Uh, came out, buried the first two holes against, you know, the world number one. <laughs> yeah. like, it, it, like it looked like. We were kind of saying like, "Yo, Madeline, like, chill, it's dude. Just an exhibition. Just hang out, <laughs> man. Yeah. Just trying to. Everyone's just trying to have a good time. God, we make sure it gets to the fifteenth hole. Yeah. Uh, it, it, but uh, very fun day. Great. Well, yeah. yeah, I was just like to put a bow on it. You know, the the Solheim Cup as an event, like this is the best thing that could have happened. The, the morning was painted blue. The afternoon up until this point was was leaning blue. Uh, the crowds were a little jebby. There wasn't like something to talk about. There was no big story. And then this comes along, and it's I'll say it's it was awesome. it was close in the morning until the mail-in ballots came. Then it turned blue. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's when true. It got, that's when it got really blue. We can go into those. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. It's such a good situation though for just what you said, like us against the world, right? Foreign soil. Like none of their fans are here. They got. They feel like they got a bad ruling. I, I would love to be in that team room tonight. Well, oh, there's very much a lot of, and that's all it had to take for it to become personal <laughs> yeah, with me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, there's something. I, I don't know if we want to transition, but something about the crowd. Uh, talking to some people, kind of, uh, again, like TV people. We talked to a lot of people today. It was actually like that's another great thing about the Solheim Cup is like, there's just like. I don't know, call them like sources or whatever. There's just like informed people walking around everywhere. It's yeah. fucking awesome. The, the energy people is so in good. Around yeah, the, the yeah. Women's just constantly game. like yeah. soaking up great tidbits and whatever. And there's no drafters out here. There's no, no like, fi- there's nobody faking it. No, it's awesome. So there's a lot of them men's side. Is why I'm saying that. Talking to some of those people, it was like, this isn't like what's kind of important is like this isn't like a Ryder Cup crowd, where like I've never been to a Ryder Cup, but I can certainly project and and imagine that. When you're there, like, it's fairly hostile. There's enough Euros to, like, rile up the Americans so that you're constantly, like, lobbing, you know, cheers back and forth. And it's, it feels like, I would assume, a little chippier and a little, like, a little more personal and a little more invested. And, like, especially when, the, like, the U.S. is getting their ass kicked, <laughs> like, that was not the case today. It, it's almost, this is weird, but it's almost like, like, the fans are almost, like, too conscientious. Like, it's, yeah. it's a, almost a little too, like... I just hope everybody has a good time, yeah. you know? And yeah. it's, like, so just pleasant and, like, not cynical and fun and, like, positive that uh, it's a very different atmosphere than, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a little harder for the Americans to just, like, draw in the crowd, I think. I, I disagree with that last part because it was kind of like when they... Unless, when, I guess, it, they get momentum going. I was going to say, yeah. when they had their big moments, like, it got loud. Yeah. And it was like a... Like, they're ramping them up, and it was... that that. Just that what that fervor isn't there, or that like desperate need to win from the crowd it was actually a, a healthy environment. But right. it almost feel like that on the men's side, it it like works against the U.S. team a little bit, like how how intense it is, and almost how like you need like to perform tight. for yeah. the crowd. 
and this is like a much more encouraging and like supportive crowd i think it uh, was it was great to start the day off with uh daniel kang first tee ball uh she's trying to do the bubble watson like everybody no, no no i want you to cheer while i'm hitting and then it all kind of like is super loud on the first tee and then it all kind of died down and then it just got like weirdly quiet so she had to back off and get the people <laughs> right keep yeah. cheering. it was just uh what did yeah. you guys think of the first tee scene this morning i think the first awesome. tee is really cool yeah it um it's it's wide it wraps around it's obviously the first and tenth tee um it's it's just a really cool setting like and i think a lot of that's like the course i i, I think they did a really good job fitting the grandstand to the course and making it a unique first tee. A couple of things that were interesting, talking to, we were asking Michelle Wee how it kind of compares to other Solheim Cups. First, as we've mentioned, first Solheim Cup for all of us, we don't really have a good bevy of uh, context here, but she was saying like Des Moines was so loud because the grandstands were so tall. And, On top of the players. And here I think maybe it's just because it's the double tee or whatever, but they, it's so much wider. It looks probably so much more impressive, uh, but it also kind of affects like the audio. Like it's, it's harder to make it quite as loud. I just love, I love how much the players embrace it and they're, they look like they're genuinely having fun versus being like deathly nervous, which I feel like on like a lot of Ryder Cups, you can just see like one or two guys are just like, oh my God, that guy, <laughs> like he's so nervous he can't spit. We, and it like, I'm, I feel like 90% of the time that I say I got chills, I'm exaggerating. It happened to me twice totally. today. I'm like, Same. cheers. So like once people started going or coming into the arena and stuff, it was just, like we've been to a, a fair amount of LPGA events, and it, like the scale of like the Solheim versus a normal PGA event is even greater than the scale of Ryder Cup to PGA event. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the the yeah. men are used to having big, big, mostly big crowds at a lot of golf tournaments. The women are not. Even like their majors don't get this kind of like support yeah. around it and noise around it. And that part is just I don't know. It, it just they embrace it and they had so much fun with it and they're waving at people and it just is like the best vibes. It looks like Ryder Cup honestly looks so freaking intimidating and nerve wracking that I would never want to hit a shot. And like today I was like, I want to play like, in this and God, this looks fun. <laughs> honestly, this looks so, looks so fun. much fun. Yeah. It really does. And uh, I don't know. It, it, it was, I was so impressed. I had such a blast and I'm struggling for words really well, to describe it. We, we talked to Michelle Wee West and it's funny, you know, this is like her first time being an assistant captain. We're like, what, you know, how, how's, how did it feel being a captain this year as opposed to playing in one of these? She's like, honestly, it was great. It was great not being on the first team feeling like I wanted to puke. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And on another note, we asked Michelle Wee about Bubba Watson being here. Yeah. And yeah. like saw like the look on her face of like, no, he's been great. Like he's been super helpful. Like does and not just her need. It was yeah. players, like, it was caddies. Top like, to bottom. Everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. was top like, no, bottom. no, no. He's like, this is not like a performative no, no. thing. Like he's, he yeah. like lent the LPGA's minivan the other day because they like needed to move some shit. Like he's <laughs> filling he, divots. He's and plugged in. He's carrying stuff for caddies. He's like, he's giving advice, which we get. Maybe even two plugged yeah, in. Yeah. Heard a little. Hot yeah. tip, maybe, uh, from a source that uh, maybe he was asked, uh, or, or I think there was some European inquiry into uh, whether he's given too much advice because he's not an official assistant captain. Mm. I don't know if he's allowed to do that. So uh, He's in the earpiece. He's like fist bumping players in yeah. between holes. And listen, I don't know if we want to have it out with our, our Bubba takes or whatnot, <laughs> but like there was a time where this would have felt very performative yeah. and fake and whatnot, and that is not the sense I get. And... I, I I don't know I've I've come around 
at least partially, if not all the way on Bubba. I think he has grown up a lot, and I just I don't have the energy. I don't think to, to dislike him anymore. And <laughs> well, I think, but the fact that he's out here doing this like truly. I don't see like a, a play here for him no. necessarily. Well, we're asking uh, indirect some, link is that he's sponsored by Ping and it's Solheim Cup, whatever. We're but like, asking some people like inside the team, like why, like so why is he doing this? And I think a big part of it was his daughter's just getting into golf, and yeah. he just wanted to like have his family like in this environment for the week, which is awesome, man. I mean, good for him. On it's, a weekend where the Tour Championship gets moved to the Sol, like the Sol, <laughs> when the Ryder Cup changed dates, the Tour changed their schedule. This, I got this from Jeff Shackelford. I assume it to be true. The tour uh, shifted its schedule so that the tour championship would be opposite the Solheim Cup, which sucks. And granted, they well, have. You got to remember, they, they got a strategic alliance yeah, exactly. with them. Granted, <laughs> they have, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to ride for the tour in that scenario, but can't imagine what the last 18 months has been like for the tour either, trying to move their schedule around. So I, I imagine there's a lot of stakeholders to keep happy there, but but it sucks. But it sucks. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's so I, for, I think for the, Bubba to be here. And supporting yeah. it is like one seeing him in this environment. It's like, oh my God, how much what a mixed event makes sense. Yeah. Like seeing the yeah. the intertwining of these top professionals oh. that don't ever cross paths in anything. And it makes I know me physically upset that the Presidents Cup is not yes. not a mixed mixed team event. And I there's there's no like. First of all, people stop thinking thanking us for coming here. Like we genuinely enjoy this. Like yeah. it is so much fun to watch like the women play and like imagining that intertwined is I, that that just is what the support like the what the women's game needs for people to like recognize how much fun and how good these are. Well going are. back to Michelle Weed, like <laughs> she was saying like you know what's really cool about having Bubba here is like I can just ask him like how to hit shots. Yeah. Like just the fact that like even the best players in the world on the women's side are still asking these dudes for game advice for all kinds of different like different ways they see the course different course management stuff apparently bub has been in talking about a lot of like no like don't hit that club hit this club like in more like in the team room type stuff like coming up with strategy yeah. and it's just i don't know man it's which apparently his strategy has just been like oh yeah bomb it down there like well, hit just bomb and gouge yeah, take those bunkers out of play what are you doing <laughs> Uh, some of his advice might be great. And I think going back, you kind of alluded to some of the, you know, villainous uh, Bubba moments from the past. I said that this morning. I think a lot of that's just we had no idea what kind of villains were coming down the pipe <laughs> back then. It was a true context, lack of context, yeah. you know. Yeah, that was. He, 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 in years ago, he brought some on himself. And I, I'm. He did I've, a lot of dumb stuff. I've. I, I've come all the way around. Yeah. Like this has been kind of the icing on the cake. Yeah. Uh, seeing him pose for like every selfie. Yeah. With to every interview, like, every college, like, a college golf team, high school golf team, down to like small. Like it's, it's got to be like honestly, it's got to be exhausting for yeah. him. Yeah. And it's, and you he's, know, a two-time yeah. Masters champion yeah. taking time. It's it's you can't understate like how great that is. And like one of the things that almost every woman that comes on our podcast says of like just like a little support from the men is great mentioning us on social media which is you, great you mentioned it earlier today it's like uh, the tour championship is what it is at least that ends on sunday right and monday yeah. like dude monday needs to be all about the Solheim cup yeah and, and from if, some tour players yeah. and the pga tour if you have a strategic alliance yeah. like tweet some stuff like just yeah. get tweet the coverage windows out they have two million followers on twitter like give like throw throw them a freaking poem. Yeah. Like, let's we talk about a little bit more of the golf today. Yeah. Please. Let's start. What do you think of the foursomes? Uh, let me start with something from uh, we were talking to Grant Boone, a uh, friend of the program. Uh, does a great job with the, the TV broadcasts. Obviously, does a ton of uh, LPGA action. 
We're talking about the, uh, I'm gonna boomerang this all the way back into an actual point, but we're talking about the, the setup of like, what do you put first for some four ball? And he mentioned a conversation, I think Beth Daniel was a previous captain who had set up to have four ball in the morning and foursomes in the afternoon. And the reason she said uh, she did that was to basically have her rookies and anybody who might feel uncomfortable, like go out in the morning, play your own ball, and then we can see who's playing great. And then we only take the, the really good players and we put them in foursomes. And <laughs> yeah. like, dude, I can't not stress how much that would have helped the US today, right? Yeah. Like, of course. Otherwise, foursomes, you're just, it, it is the hardest format in golf and you're just basically like kind of flying blind, hoping some people are gonna play well. Yeah. I'm not saying you should just sacrifice the four ball event, but it's just, there's so much more margin for error when you have another teammate playing their own ball, right? You can hide a bad player a little bit better than you can in the foursomes. So what I'm getting at with all that is, it seemed like the US had some weird pairings in the foursomes and I don't well, claim- Which ones, go, yeah. I don't claim to be you know an expert, but just seeing like, like the, I mean the big glaring one would be seeing Lizette Salas sit especially seeing her play awesome in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. She seems like a player who doesn't miss a fairway, doesn't miss a green. And like when you're playing foursomes, all you want, like- And the even, most experienced player on the team too. Yeah, even par today in foursomes, or even one, two over, probably would have been a bloodbath win. God, yeah. There was a lot of holes won with pars, right? Yeah. And all Golf you need is someone tough. hitting the fairways, hitting greens and on this, I mean, Lizette ended up playing great in the, the four ball as well. But that was awesome. It's like, man, if you're going to sit her for a match, it just seems like the, you know, she doesn't hit it as far as a lot of her teammates. She's hitting a lot of longer clubs into a lot of elevated, firm-ass greens. Like, it just seems like the format where you're trying to make more birdies would have made uh, more sense for her to sit. So hopefully she plays the foursomes tomorrow for the Americans. I got pairings if you want them. 7.15 a.m., Georgia Hall, Madeline Sagstrom versus Danielle Kang and Austin Ernst. Again, these are foursomes. Next match, Charlie Hall and Emily Christine Peterson? Christine Peterson. Peterson. Versus Lexi Thompson and Brittany Altamare. Uh, That's we have interesting. Mel Reed and Leona McGuire versus Nellie Corda and Allie Hewing. They broke up the Cordas. That's, I think we well, can talk about that. We have some inside info, maybe. Yeah, it sounds like maybe Jess is not, not playing well, great. Jess not, not in those. Not feeling great. Jess not, is not, not feeling great. Uh, Anna Nordquist and Matilda Castron against Lizette Salas and Jennifer Cupcho in, in the final mm. group. So, Lizette and who? Cupcho. Lizette and Cupcho. That's yeah. a, see, that's a, that's a Cupcho good pairing, was good. Man. Yeah, she was good today. That's a nice pairing. She hits it far. Yeah, like, <laughs> she, uh, does. Was, <laughs> she smashes it. I've never watched her play before. So, uh, so to follow up on the morning, the only thing I wanted to point out was um, the only other thing I, I think where you can maybe poke holes was just sitting. You leave me know. Yeah. Uh, just because she's probably on the best form of just about anybody uh, not named Nelly Corda on the American team. And I think where that was really brought to uh, a stark light was you saw Katrina Matthews start two rookies. Totally. And they both got her points this morning. And, you know, getting them out there, having them perform well, I, I thought that was a, a big omen and a, and a big blessing for Team Europe. Um, Shout out to the Irish lads, of course, because Leona McGuire of was course, fantastic yeah. today. Um, She's fun to watch, man. She is. Nails, short game, made a ton of just short, like, uh, hole havers. Yeah. You know, just a lot of a lot of knee knockers. She was, she was fun to watch. She, she's Nordquist. got a lot of, like, 
She's got a lot of compete in her. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like the way she goes about it. Anna Norris is ball striking goddess. I yeah. Mean, it's just like, <laughs> it's just absurd. It's but also wild to watch. Legit, the chipping's not good. It's not good. <laughs> no, like, not that good. was on, uh, was that 17? Mm -hmm. I think their match was kind of starting to come down and. That was yeah. a true thrill when. Uh, like, oh, we get to watch a chip. Yeah, when, yeah. when Leona had left on short and had uh, a tough, tough leave. Yeah, watching her uh, or Matilda. Matilda. Matilda, Matilda. Yeah, she played. She played well too. Uh, I, God, I really like the Euro team. What was really interesting about the morning uh, foursomes, every match went to the 18th hole, yeah. which yeah. is so rare. You know, they've made a big deal about switching nine and 18 because it was like, well, nine such a or. The usual 18th hole is such a good hole, let's make it nine so everybody gets there. And I was like, oh man, can you imagine? It, like, the nine green this week is yeah. such a good green. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, let's talk about Inverness. This place. Dude, it, it's ready to ready to host a U.S. Women's Open, like, tomorrow. That was a, a direct quote well, from we, one we of the We might Caddies be able to break some sounds news. Like, you uh, know, let's break a rumor. How about that? Rumor. We're breaking a rumor it's that strong. I would say strong rumor. It sounds like the 2026 U.S. Women's Open heading right here at Inverness, which is fascinating for a lot of reasons. I think, like we said, it is. I mean, it's a absolute test of golf right now. And I think what you see at the Ryder Cup, especially American Ryder Cups, is true like birdie fests. Yes. And that does get crowds going, and it does get a lot more probably yeah. energy in the atmosphere, uh, just kind of in the in the environment but if you are a golf junkie a golf sicko like there's going to be proper ass golf yeah. <laughs> played the next two days yeah. on this golf course it is like probably going to go a little unappreciated because yeah. tv is going to flatten out these slopes yeah. and like i was walking with daniel kang in the afternoon chatting about it and you know she was telling me like oh, i got to 18 i was in the left rough and somebody's like, stuff one in there. I literally can't. <laughs> it is so firm and coming out of the rough and the way, like the, the spin rates for even the top women in the world just don't, like they don't match what we're used to watching from the men. And like they can't stop the yeah, long greens. That was a, a big takeaway for me is they just don't hit it high enough. Like right. It, it's just, it's but even not, from the fairway, not watching Rory. Yeah, dude. even from the fairway yeah. balls were bounding and like the, the little nuances and knobs that they were putting these pins on, there was definitive spots around these greens you did not want to be. And it made me like, I wish people could really see what is the, the really the ninth, but it, or really the 18th of playing as the ninth this week of like, what we, what, why we get upset when like you see a golf hole that just has tall rough around it and it's very flat. It's like, it's pretty easy shots. Like you can yeah. bounce one on, you can cut trundle one on. And like we watched after uh, Brittany Altamari almost killed Randy with her approach no, shot. I tried to get, I tried to insert myself in the story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lexi is on a down slope with a gutter like between her and the green and a ridge that she has to fly to get up on the green. There was no bump shot available, nothing like that. Has to fly that onto a straight down slope out of an unpredictable lie. And she tried to flop it and she got a little too much ball, goes over the green, she makes double bogey. And all, if you just unpack the shots that were required to get close to that hole, they missed way right with the second shot. Why they missed way right with the second shot? They missed the tee shot left in the rough, and Brittany Altamari had no shot into that green. It's just like, yeah. you want emphasis on accuracy off the tee, you got that out here. And even once you have that, like, you got to play the smart shot into these greens. It is, it is thrilling to watch the women like try to unpack these golf holes. And, and I'll say, like, I hope, I, and I know like a lot of people won't, but like, if you take the comment, well, they don't, they just don't hit it high enough as like. Um, a like negative connotation. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. absolutely not. The the reason why the the women's game at a course like this, you can truly see 
it's like throwback. It's like golf, how it's supposed to be played. Like, yeah. if you're sick of watching bomb and gouge golf, like this, this is it. Here it is. This is it. Like yeah. this is it. You got to position yourself. You got to think about trajectory. You got to think about your rollouts. Like it is so much fun to watch. That we, was one good. of the first shots we saw today was Nelly Corda on the uh, fifth hole well, on the par does, three. She does hit it high enough, but yeah. Well, she does, <laughs> but she hit the shot. Like she, as soon as she made an impact, DJ just goes, "Holy shit!" <laughs> just like how accurate it was, and like the, her like going at this back right pin with this knob in the way and the shot she hit in there was just like how do you ever miss hit a shot yeah. like with that swing yeah. and it it is just a i i don't know it's been a blast i cannot wait for the, the only days. thing i'll say not to be cynical or negative we can talk about this on maybe on our monday night podcast but i don't know if, I'm absolutely thrilled the solheim cups here i cannot wait to watch the last two days i think in person it's going to be phenomenal i hope the excitement translates to tv yeah and i think there's probably a conversation i think it is a fucking no-brainer u.s women's open golf course i think it is so perfect it is a true like major championship test i think there's a conversation to be had for like what you want for a team event like this and do you want for sure like the kind of golf courses that we don't enjoy watching (laughs) you know what i mean i'm trying to to say that the right way i'm gonna have a blast watching it i cannot wait i know what you're saying for casual golf fans like i there's not going to be like in Sunday singles is going to be a proper test of golf. It's not going to be a lot of like people sticking it close. Yeah. yeah. Now, there are exceptional shots that like end up 12 feet from the hole. There's going to be a ton of two putt pars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which is what foursomes is so much fun to watch. Yeah. Like par is a great score. Yeah. Right. And yeah. there's a lot more ties on holes in four ball. I, I would assume I don't have the numbers in front of me on that, but like foursome, like having two balls in play is a thrill. I can't wait to get back here tomorrow morning. So just putting a bow on the afternoon play then, we obviously talked about the, the first match out, um, Ali Ewing and Nelly Korda against Madeline Sackstrom and Nana Kurtz-Madsen. Uh, we were able to follow then, we saw uh, a lot of the Lizette Salas yeah. and uh, who, who was she playing with? Jennifer Cupcho. Jennifer Cupcho, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, what a moment for Lizette on 18. Oh, there. so yeah. good. Just absolutely. And her chip in eagle on, on, on eight. eight, That's I right. believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, just stuffed a, a wedge, dog. made yeah. the birdie. Absolute gamer. Yeah. She um, can be on my team any day. Yeah. The, the one match we really didn't see any of, and it ended early, was Castron and Norquist. Yeah. Just vanquishing. Yeah. <laughs> you should have stuck Mina with Harrigate your, your take on Mina Harrogate. As a captain's pick, I know. I, I just didn't want. I don't know if you know. Obviously, she must not have played that well. Yeah. I, I think Lexi is, from what I heard, was struggling. Yeah. Because um, these conditions should be really good for Lexi. And then that final match was was right down to it too, with uh, yeah Georgia Hall and Leona McGuire right. getting a, getting a point in the last match. Got Georgia Hall shot into eighteen. To, like again, that's one of those where it's yeah. like you probably didn't appreciate no. how yeah. good you that was. See, oh, God, the yeah. wind had gotten up. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was like a twenty mile per hour wind. Yeah, yeah. It was going there at the end, and to judge the run out, judge the flyer, to get to a back pin with a sh- like that is one in fifty shot to yeah. get one to stop on that top shot, yeah. and she did it to win the match. So I thought Brittany Altamore played pretty well. For the American team, totally. The, the Americans, I mean, it's it's uh, it's tough when you, you know. I know everybody kind of favored them coming in, and I think on paper they were heavily favored. But yo, like Danielle Kang didn't play great today. If Jess is a little under the weather, Lexi didn't play great. Like that's, you know, that's pretty big hits to your team. And yeah. I, Europe, like honestly, the the word I keep coming back to is like, it looked like they just cruised. They yeah. just everything looked like. Pretty easy. Well, what's crazy is I was getting ready to say of Europe's five and a half points. Yeah. Well, five match victories. 
four of them came on the 18th hole. Yeah. Which, like, you think about totally. just, you know, kind of the, the, what is it, the vagaries of match sure. play? Like, sure. You know, just Feels something here or there, and, and that could be at least, you know, two more points for the American squad. So while it does look like five and a half, two and a half, like, oh, well, it was kind of an ass kicking, it was, but it also, like, it, it kind of wasn't also. It very, was weird, weird day. Very 2012 Medina singles, like, yeah. where Europe got, like, yeah. 17 and 18 just all day. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, nine of 10, something like that uh, in 2012. But that's the feeling, yeah, 18. They, get, they came in one down in a couple matches there on 18, but like that, sure. almost everything got to 18 today, which right. is wild. So, um, What was your moment of the day? Biggest takeaway? Uh, God, just being there in the moment as the, the rules contract. As the shit was going down. We yeah. were in the shit. Exactly. <laughs> were you in the shit? I congratulate you guys. I was, on, I was on getting, working press there that. for a second. <laughs> uh, moment I've seen Lizette chipping for Eagle probably on that was eight. Great. That, was, that was fantastic. The 12th hole was really freaking cool. In person, the par three with like the full row yeah. of people, it kind of looks like whatever that hole is at Detroit Golf Club where they encase it almost, right. and uh, it's just a, it's a great atmosphere. Shout out people to the three one three challenge. Of course, people are in great <laughs> moods. Uh, we're having a blast. I cannot wait for the next two days. What awesome. does the US have to do tomorrow? Just go out and get some points, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Score more points. I think that's. I a mean, big split one. at worst, right? Like if it's here's what I'll say. There's been eight points awarded. Twenty more to go. Yeah, sure. We're not sure. very far into this thing. So early in this, I would say and it's the US historically 50, 50. dominates the singles. Sure, yeah. I'd say it's a coin flip right now. Yeah. Who, who, Bad start for the U.S. though. Yeah, you had to put money on a winner. Did, did today shift your opinion at all? Do you think Europe's favored from here on out? Uh, God, big. That's a really that's a good one. It, it does feel a little coin flippy to me, to be honest. I. I I was not as down on Europe, you know, easy to say now that they play great. <laughs> I was not as down on Europe as a lot of people seem to be. They, looking at, I don't know, they, they have a ton, God, they got so many good players. There's so much more depth, too. Like, that's the thing. Carlos Saganda is really impressive. The men's and women's side is always, oh, the Europeans, like, you know, they're great at the top, but they don't have that much depth. Like, they have, t- like, 12 really good players, man. Yeah. Uh, New odds. Europe minus 130, USA plus 140. I was going to say, man, it's pretty close. Pretty close to a flip. I was getting ready to say, like, with the performance of Europe's rookies, like, yeah, I, I think that almost does it for me. Well, I guess... Where, where you got to think of them as yeah. a favorite now, because it's like, you know, they... they they're they're in this rider yep. or <laughs> They're in this slime. <laughs> oh, we almost made it. I know. Before I know. you made this, I do up. wonder if uh, you know. Just going back to what I was saying earlier, I wonder if Danielle and Lexi and Jessica Corda are all going to not. You know, I don't know if they're going to have two more days where they're all not. No, clicking, hopefully not. You know what I mean? And I think. Yeah. I think it's gonna be close, man. I think it's gonna be really, really close. The problem is you got like Mina Harrogate doesn't have a point. Yeah. And if she goes tomorrow without getting a point. Elimi No obviously didn't get one today. Yeah. You know, it's just that, like, totally. if, if that carries over into singles, all of a sudden you're like, uh, are they, yeah. you know, can we count on, can we, can we count on them? Yep. Uh, boys, I'm excited. Let's go find out. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I uh, hope you excuse any interruptions or audio mishaps as we record this in a tunnel <laughs> next to the first tee. Uh, we're just trying to bring you the content. This was ad-free, so I don't feel bad at all. And uh, we'll be back. We'll do a Sunday recap pod, including Tour Championship. Uh, tomorrow night, and then we'll do a Monday recap as well, uh, find it, putting a bow on the Solheim Cup. Can we do a free ad for that burger we had last night? Oh, yeah. What was that place called? Mommy Bay Brewing. Saw in a split. We did a little Pizza Alliance, Burger Alliance, half pizza, half, half burger. 
Yeah, uh, it was a peanut butter jelly burger. It had peanut butter jelly, bacon, and cream cheese. It was fantastic. Tri top five burger I've had in 2021. Uh, Which uh, I think we, full disclosure, we have to say the pizza was one of the worst pizzas I've ever had. Pizza was a disgrace. It was, it was, it was, very it was awful. It was, it was awful. very bad. Well, yeah. when you put wood fired on well, the menu. Yeah. They're going to be bummed we put that in the ad read. I but know. <laughs> I'm sure they will. It's unpaid. So. But the beer is great. The atmosphere yes. is great. Great. And great. it sounded like the burger was great. Yeah. We're having a great time in Toledo. Thank you so much for having us. And uh, we'll be back here for the first tee tomorrow morning. And big thanks for everything you do for the game. Oh, yes. Okay. Can I? Sorry, I know we're trying to sign off. Uh, I'm hungry, man. I don't want to like. <laughs> it's really nice having people come up and, and just say hi to us, and and they're wearing an NLU shirt, and NLU hat. So I, I just want to thank you know the the people listening. Like that's awesome, and it makes us feel very good. On so. that Amen. note, there was a lot of people who were like, "No, you guys like hype the shit out of this event. That's why I came, and it was good that the event delivered today." Yeah. <laughs> you know. Amen. It was great. Hey, so, let's go get some Mr. Freeze. Thank you. I need some ice cream. <laughs> thank you, buddy. <laughs> Cheers, crack on. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Yeah, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most.